London Underground recording an episode of Hair Metal Memories and our guest right now is Mark Bailey who just played the Hair Metal Memories theme. Thanks for doing that Mark. Heck yes. Yeah. So tell us a little about your relationship with hair metal. Um, I'm unique in the fact that I was uh, came of age right when I, uh, I was 16 in the 2000-2001 era. So okay. I was hitting it post-grunge prior to like the new american heavy metal revival so i'm in this mm -hmm. like weird ether of you know new metal was big then so that sure. terrible oh do i remember that yeah <laughs> that plague there was a lot of it right but yeah. then uh you know like when i was 20 21 i was really into the uh the new metal scene like not new metal scene but the newer metal scene like uh uh, Slipknot was big, yeah. Kill Switch Engage, Lamb of God, those type ones. And then with that, I was able to kind of trace back. Um, I was always a fan of, like, say, Ozzy. Yeah. Like we had mentioned Ozzy. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I was always would trace that lineage backwards to see where, you know, all of these um, influences come from. So yeah. was able to, you know, get back into the 80s but it's your guys's podcast that have really introduced me to a lot of bands like oh thanks man oh wow yeah very cool that's cool yeah for sure yeah. And, and ozzy really is like a central figure in all oh, yeah. of this stuff i mean you think you know black sabbath invented metal and then yeah. ozzy's solo career basically kind of invented hair metal in a way right so, you know there through. was a lot of and there was like a lot of hair groups that like toured with ozzy and stuff like right. that and you know and, yeah, you launched all their careers. Yeah, exposure, so. right. And then yeah, nowadays it's going backwards, but then also forwards, like with progressive metal, and uh, then you go yeah. back into the '80s and '70s. Um, I guess my biggest like surprise aha hair metal moment was I was in Colorado and I was uh, watching the Guess Who, and uh -huh. nice. the only original member is their drummer. But yep. when they came on stage, Rudy Sarzo was on bass. And I was blown away because I was like, I didn't know he was playing bass for them. Wow. Cause no, because I knew well, I knew he huh. was in Blue Oyster Cult for right. a while. But yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know Guess Who. I didn't know he was in the Guess Who either. Right. Which makes yeah. sense because Guess Who's Canadian and he's Canadian too. Okay. So, so he doesn't have to stray far from home. Right. And so the whole set, <laughs> the whole set they're playing and they're rocking out. But yeah. the whole time I'm watching Rudy because I'm like, you can't. Yeah. He can't. He can do no wrong in my book. No. Yeah. He's played with some of the best yeah, bands ever. So. Exactly. Yeah. Right now he's still. Isn't he touring with the? Because Quiet Riot sort of like regrouped for the sole purpose of like we're paying tribute to Frankie Benali now that he's now right. that he's dead. Right. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Rudy yeah. is back in the band for that. Yeah. We'll nice. have to fact check that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm fairly I, I, certain. I think you're right. Though. I seem to remember yeah. reading an interview that Chuck Wright was out of the band again because yeah. he's been like in and out of Quiet Riot. Uh, like more than anything ever or something. <laughs> nice <laughs> but yeah so the whole thing I was just watching Rudy play because I was just like I can't believe this guy that you know when I was 16 listening to Ozzy yeah. and I, now he's here in front of me looking you know a yeah. bit older but still could throw down so yeah. same 80s moves too like posing with his bass and all that stuff so. cool yeah you can't not do it at yeah. this point yeah <laughs> Have you seen Ozzy live before? I've seen him with Black Sabbath. With Black but Sabbath. Not, not okay. I was supposed to, and that show got canceled. Back um, when they were doing their reunion tour, yep. was that 99, 2000 or whatever? Um, I saw him on the end tour. Oh, you saw him on the end? That's yeah. awesome. Mine, I actually really enjoyed that last album they made. Yeah. And 
I would like to 13? Yeah. Is that yep. 13? Okay. Minus Bill Ward, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who'd they replace Bill Ward with? Was Brad it? Wilk from Brad. Rage Against the Machine. Yep. Okay, I, I thought I remembered it being Under, something like that. By, yeah. by order of, uh, I believe uh, uh, Rick Rubin was like, no, you use this guy. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. <laughs> and I mean, it really is kind of cool to say, because, you know, okay, that, that reunion album that they, that they released in, like, 99, 2000 or whatever, it was yeah. a double live CD. Right. And, and it was, like, two new songs or something. Okay, on here's it. the thing, dude. Bill Ward was not what he used to be. Sure. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I know it's really harsh, but mm-hmm. like a lot of the things that they were saying about... Because, you know, he, yeah. he didn't rejoin because he said he was presented with, with like an unsignable contract and stuff like that. And I don't know. Like, I've heard, you know, he ain't what he was. Right. Sorry. Yeah. That makes sense. I, it happens when we get older. That's, yeah. yeah. Especially drummers. That's yeah, no kidding. Uh, That's the yeah, most physical job in the... Physical jobs when you're a member of the band, so, you know. Yeah. Other than Bruce Dickinson, I can't think of any other job that requires more physical strength. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> than that of a drummer, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So actually, and see, and that's another crazy thing, because, you know, in the last 20 years from 2000s onwards, so many of the bands from the 80s are, like, still playing and touring and stuff. So, like, yeah. you know, like, oh, yeah. grunge killed our music. Well, no, it didn't. They're all still touring, dude. Yeah. Oh, you don't get to play in arenas anymore. Who wants to go to a fucking arena show? That shit's annoying. <laughs> yeah. How was Sabbath when you saw him? Really good. Um, yeah. They we were using uh, I can't remember the drummer's name. He tours with Ozzy all the time. Tommy Clouf- yes. Clufetto. Yes. Uh, he, he tours with uh, Rob Zombie too. I yep. think. Yeah. So he's just a machine. So him and Geezer were locked in for the rhythm section, and then of course nice. Iomi's just shredding away. Yeah. Um, and Ozzy was great too. I mean, obviously, uh-huh. you know, they put a little bit of little. Uh, extra special sauce on his vocals when sure, it comes to sure. coming through. And I know he has... He has do a guy, that for everybody, though. Right, and I know yeah. he has a guy backstage that helps him sing, like, when he needs to take a break. Like, mm-hmm. he might... They've got a... I can't remember who it is, but he's a hair metal guy. Okay. Um, that He's on tour with Ozzy all the time, and he helps. Oh, wild. No, I didn't okay. even know about any of that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, yeah. Ozzy's 73, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah he is 73, so... Yeah. You know. But uh, they were super tight. Everything was great. Yeah. They played... Uh, their very first uh, single that they released, I can't remember, is it Evil, Evil Woman? Woman? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Jinx. It's a, cover, uh, <laughs> it's a cover of a song by a band named Crow. I think. Okay. It's a U.S. It's an American band. Okay. And that was like their only like mildly popular song. And then, yeah, Sabbath found it and covered yep. it. But I was surprised they played that. And then, of course, all the hits. And then some of the new ones, too, off of 13. So Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah very cool. Yeah, and we were just talking about how uh, Ozzy played his first show in a long time, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, at 73, because he had all these medical problems and stuff like that. And supposedly it went pretty well. I mean, yeah. and, and Tony Iommi played it with him, and, you know. And, um, I, Isn't it funny that he's, like, 30 years older, however many years older than Vince Neil, and can sing that much better than him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now, no, you know, I, went, I saw Motley Crue in 2005, and he was yeah. actually, I mean, no, he wasn't what he was in the 80s, but he was still actually fine. He wasn't, he wasn't yeah. like, so, like, out of breath and missing 90% of the lyrics. He was with it. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I've seen a bunch of, like, footage of him now, and it's like, dude, you shouldn't be up there. Right, like, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, because you know they're finally doing that big stadium tour that was like the what was that Def Leppard Def and Poison Leopard, and yeah. Motley Crue and Joan Jett and yeah all that stuff and it sounds like everybody else showed up ready to go and Vince still can't really hit notes. Yeah. yeah. And He's sing. had a rough life, but yeah, but still scheduling a tour knowing you've had that rough life. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think somewhere along after the way already, <laughs> after they'd already said we're done touring, we're not doing this anymore, and then yeah. we're like, nah, we're gonna keep doing it, and was like. 
Yeah. Is that a good idea? Sure. <laughs> Might be why he's out of shape, you know. He was just like, we're done. So, right, <laughs> going yeah. on vacation and then... Yeah. <laughs> Too many Big Macs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I just read something like... Uh, they... Uh, Oh, it was related to... Darn, darn now I lost it. Because it was related to John Karabi. Um, that's right. Because, yeah, it came up recently. You know, if um, if Vince wasn't able to pull it off, did anybody in the band consider going back and asking oh, John Karabi yeah. And John's like, they'd never ask me that. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, I bet not. <laughs> it's really weird because, like, in the last few years, Nikki Six has decided that... He started saying all these weird things about John and the album they made together. And he's like, oh, I don't like that album. It was so unfocused. John couldn't write any lyrics, and John's like, um, what are you talking about? I wrote lyrics with you, oh, dude. Man. Like, we wrote songs together. I don't know where you're coming from. Yeah. And Mick Mars is the only one who just clearly no longer gives a fuck, he's like, I think that was a great album we made. I think he was a great singer. It's, yeah. like, it's our, one of our best <laughs> things we made. And he, he refuses to speak ill of John, so I'm like, right on, Mick. You're just old and just don't give a fuck anymore, and I like that. Yeah, that is pretty cool. But, <laughs> yeah, their whole thing is just, I don't know, it's something else. <laughs> And oddly, uh, we don't get like a whole lot of hair rock bands coming through here anymore, like except for like at fair time and stuff like that. Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, we went yeah. and saw Skid Row and Queensryche. Right. But that was what? That was like four or five, five years, years ago. ago? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sure. It was the first time I ever went and saw bands at a casino, and I'm like, is this going to be lame at a casino? I'm like, no, nah, it ain't lame at all. It's no. kicked ass. I had a great time. The casino circuit is a real thing. That's for sure. It is. And you know, <laughs> yeah. honestly, the more I think about it, I'm like, dude, I would totally play the casino circuit. Come oh, on. God. Amazing and, hotel rooms, great food. Right. Uh, you know. Right. And they're like the only mid-sized venue, at least in Iowa, that is like, you can really put a good, good, like big band like that in yeah yeah, like, yeah. i remember when we, we yeah. first rocked in the room that skid row and them and the queens were playing and i was like this looks so small yeah. but then like once the show gets going you look around you're like oh nah this is all good for sure <laughs> yeah it was all uh seated though they had like oh, seats and the okay. seats were like right there's like chairs it was like a conference or con- yeah, like convention chairs. center sort of thing you know and so like you're sitting in like these convention center chairs just like you know nuts to butts right next to each other and so so everybody's just like sort of wedged in there listening to these two bands but everybody was there to see the bands and everybody was excited for it and so like and and the bands were feeding on that energy you could see it and 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 I remember thinking like oh well these are like the second rate versions of like Queensryche and Skid Row Um, you know and you know and I'm a big fan of the original vocalists and stuff like that but they really weren't they really the new vocalists really shredded the song I was already cool with like the Queensryche things i'd listen yeah. to the album they made with the new vocalist and was just mm-hmm. like okay no this is great but i for a long time the thing is the singer that we saw with skid row is like the third singer they've had since sebastian bach left because they had this one guy named johnny solinger who sang with him for like kind of a long time yeah uh, and i heard people say i don't know he's kind of okay but he just doesn't hit the notes the same way but the yeah. guy we saw that zp who used to be the dragon force singer he actually nailed every single song yeah. You know, as much as I would really prefer to have the Sebastian yeah. Bach skid row, which we're never going to get. Right. Um, no. But he was pretty good. And I haven't heard their new, they have yet another singer. Although it's funny because, you know, they've all, they talked for years about how, oh, Sebastian Bach's so hard to work with. And that's why we don't want anything to do with him. I'm like, you know, you're on singer number four since he left. <laughs> so are you sure it's right. him that was the problem? Yeah. Where the do the same. problems lie? Yeah. You've had five singers now. <laughs> Occam's Razor. They've also made platinum records that get to exist as a touring band. So there's, they still made better decisions than I did as far as music goes. Right. So, yeah. yeah. You know, take all this criticism. 
right. them with a uh, grain of salt, basically. <laughs> yeah, and you, I mean, you have to draw the line somewhere because you can hit the notes all you want, but it's still the tone of the voice. Like, That's it's going to change no matter what. You're never going to, unless you're like uh, Journey, who found a guy who could yeah, that, completely right. emulate the voice. Is one of the craziest things. I've never been a big Journey fan, but I totally salute him for the ability to go find this kid who's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, I can sing like Steve Perry. Whoa. Yeah, like, that's an, that's an incredible story. Because yeah. <laughs> I remember in the 90s, they had some other guy named Steve singing for him for a little bit. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, they played one of the songs on KGGO, our, our local rock station, for all of you who don't live in Iowa who listen to this. It's classic rock. <laughs> but they played one of the Steve Algieri Journey songs. And I was just like, this is... What? <laughs> no. I mean, I don't really like Journey that much anyway. So, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. Are Journey hair metal? Ooh, good question. They're I don't the- think they necessarily are, but they're close enough to it and rub up against a bunch of the same things. Yeah. yeah. We, we could claim them if we wanted to. We could make the case for it, I if think, If you go easily. back and listen to, like, the very first Journey record, it sounds it's like straight prog, basically. Yeah. They had somebody yeah. singing who I've never heard of, and... Uh, yeah, but then they end up well, being straight the, pop. So and they, most they, of that band is, started as people from like people who had left Santana's band. Okay, that and that's yeah. how Journey started. Was a bunch of ex Santana players. So I mean, yeah, they're not bullshit players or anything right. like that. It's just you know, yeah. after a while, because what Steve Perry doesn't come along until they're like a bunch of albums into their career, right. and yeah. that's when. Now see the plus side of Steve Perry joining is we get that really awesome scene in Caddyshack. I had to haul ice up four flights of five flights of steps. So what? So what? Let's dance. <laughs> I love that part. I just like Rodney, so you know I associate that song with Rodney Dangerfield a little bit. So it's like okay, I don't hate it. But. Yeah, there's like that weird transition point, late '70s, early '80s, where it's like bands like Journey and like everyone's trying to like either be like they're coming out of like soft rock area into mm-hmm. this like almost metal like hard rock but then it comes into arena rock and everything starts blending yeah. and i remember hearing even tony iomi wanted their last their last album to be sound like i can't remember what it was but it was one of those bands like journey or like uh well, if you listen to something. their seven okay. star album it really it's it's in that wheelhouse yeah and ozzy yeah. was like i don't want to do this at all i just I'm yeah. on drugs. I want to. <laughs> right. I want to be metal. <laughs> I'm on drugs and I want to be yeah. metal. <laughs> yeah, that was probably Lemmy's advice to Ozzy. Right. <laughs> Do drugs. Make metal. <laughs> now that was something cool that they. I think it came out for last record or one of the records days last year. Because uh, you know, uh, Lemmy wrote like the lyrics like four songs on the No More Tears mm-hmm. album. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the song Hellraiser, they issued it as like mm-hmm. a a seven inch and they had the motorhead version on one side and then like Ozzy's version and or maybe it was a 12 inch single because uh-huh. then it was Ozzy's version and then like another version that was like them duetting it or something nice. like that and oh like, man that's awesome and the the, yeah. the, the the album the motorhead album that has their version of Hellraiser is insanely expensive to buy which is funny because it's like the worst album they ever made insofar <laughs> as motorhead makes bad things which they kind of don't but <laughs> This is our friend Bruce. Bruce, you said you you saw Sammy Hagar. Yeah, it was the first show I went to. I was in eighth grade. It was the uh, your first concert. Wow. Yeah, my first concert, Palmer Auditorium in Davenport, Iowa. It holds about five thousand people, and uh-huh. uh, he was pretty popular. I mean, he'd already done. 
Who was the band he was in? Montrose? Mont- exactly. Yeah. So he was out on his own. He had the Trans Am. Yeah, okay. Uh, what was the album after that? Um, oh, man. I don't know my head. Uh, yeah. Um, well, anyways. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're, all, we're all crowding around. Uh, the doors are this not open. early in his solo career. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, still had lots of long, blonde, curly locks. And, mm-hmm. But anyways, on the way in, I just remember, do I really want to go to this? And it started getting a little crazy. And people started pushing towards the doors. I'm like, God, I'd like to be closer to the doors. And I saw the people rising up. And I'm like, how are they floating like that? And then I started floating and realized my feet were about eight inches off the ground because everybody was pressing towards the doors. Oh, wow. That was my first experience with rock and roll, even though there had been no music yet. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of intense. It is pretty intense. <laughs> Hello to rock and roll. Yeah. And uh, I guess all I really remember is that my ears rang like um, yeah. another freezer after. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we, we have an explicit rating on our podcast. You can cuss if you like. <laughs> oh, yeah. My ears were ringing. Yeah. Yeah. How was the show, though? Other than... It was excellent. Oh, I mean, he, yeah. he doesn't look like it now, but he was, he looked like an athlete up there. I mean, he was jumping off of, you know, yeah. they, they would stack... I'm sure they. I'm sure they were fake speakers because they could not be that tall and be that big. Yeah. But he was jumping from. It looked like 25 feet or so onto the top of a Trans Am that was parked on top of the stage. Oh, that's cow. unreal. Okay. Okay. Was a okay. Fireworks and stuff. It was. It was pretty good. Okay. Dang. That's a hell of a first show. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but that was my only. My only show. With, I mean. I don't know if he yeah. was a hair band, but he had the hair. Yeah, uh, he counts. Yeah. I think they right sort before of, they started yeah. pushing it up like the gals did, and you know, out the sides, and yeah, yeah, no, it, it wasn't quite that far, but you know, yeah, he yeah. had the hair going on before yeah. that at some point. Yeah. Great. <laughs> See, I always get the feeling I would probably, I would probably like Sammy Hagar like a lot more if I had gotten into him as Sammy Hagar, you know, because like me, I was born in 1980, so when I grow up and start watching MTV, Van Halen is Sammy Hagar. Yeah. And David Lee Roth is a solo artist, and I loved yeah, David Lee we, Roth. Yeah. And I just never got. I, at first, I was like, "Am I not a Van Halen fan?" Because I just uh-huh. did not care for like OU812 was big when I was like eight years old and stuff like that. And I didn't know that David Lee Roth had been in Van Halen, and mm-hmm. I didn't know that Sammy Hagar had been a solo career or that he had been in Montrose. So, so <laughs> yeah. going back to it afterwards is weird because I just hear that guy from Van Halen. I don't like is singing in this band, but it's probably you know. I would like it more if I'd heard them first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I knew Sammy Hagar as a solo artist for a while, and then he joined Van Halen, and I was excited because I thought, who are they going to get to replace David Lee Roth? And when they yeah. said, and when they said Sammy Sammy Hagar, I was like, like that's, yeah. a pretty, that's a pretty good idea. I thought actually. the same thing. I thought the same thing. But Joe Dirt yeah. changed my mind. Yeah, yeah, but the, uh, Joe Dirt. <laughs> I like Not that. Van Hagar, like Van that. Halen. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, sort of, they started it, writing ballads and things like that, and they got like I they don't had know. like one before. Yeah, and but no, yeah, it went. It always yeah. got so mushy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's been good since too. Yeah. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Never take anything away from. Him. Right. Yeah. He has that. Yeah. He was your first. Dude. That's there's special, some band you know? he has now called the Circle. That's oh, one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of those things where you know he knows all these people who are amazing musicians, and you put a band right. together with them. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten to play with really good people. Did too. somebody else like, do that? Like Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he did a, he did one with Maynard James Keenan, and he did one with like, oh, one yeah, of the guys from right. The Grateful Dead, 
and, and you know those are good, yeah those i are, heard those about are that hard people to get you know you don't just you don't just jam with those people willy-nilly that's, that's so. the, probably the main reason i've actually tried your or like if there's a rock and roll dream that i have is to be yeah. big enough star that i could just not have to hire people just like people would want to play with me and then you right you know, yeah, when you're right. that big, you yeah. get like great players. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So and, yeah, uh, so that, Sammy Hagar's done something really much right, like you know? much yeah. like Ozzy and his ability to always have an amazing guitar player in his right. band. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. He attracts. Good if there's musicians. one thing that he has a line of, is that there's just one to the next, yeah. just great. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Right, Thank you. Thank back. you. We appreciate it. All right. You guys have a good night. You, you too. too. We're talking with our friend Larry. Hey, Larry, how's it going? Terrific. <laughs> yeah, you, you're you're gonna talk about you. You saw a show with Bon Jovi and Thirty Eight Special. Yes, I did in Ames, Iowa, and it was the day, day or day after that John Bon Jovi's first album had gone to number one, and it was his first. Uh, I mean, last time as a opening act. That so would about he, be yeah. He was the opening opening wow. act. Uh, for, it, I'm pretty sure it was in uh, uh, Hilton Coliseum and everything. Was that 85? About then, yeah. That's wow. what I was thinking, 84, 85. That's amazing. What was it like? Oh, it was. he was He was in a good mood. <laughs> I bet. I kind of <laughs> imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was a good show. 38 Special put on a good show, and John Bon Jovi was good. But... That's about as close as I get to the subject at hand today because I'm a wee bit old for that. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> hey, by way of comparison, I, when when yeah. when that tour happened, I was five years old, so I wasn't really following things. Well, yeah. I had 25 years. I was, I was watching Transformers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, was this John? I mean, John Bon Jovi by himself, or was it with Oh, no, bon he had Jovi? the full band by that. It was the band. It was yeah, the, the full, full band. Full band. What was the name of his first album? It's just called Bon Jovi. Okay. It, okay. it, has, okay. The song, um, it has the song Runaway on it, and that was yeah. the big hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've um, actually heard that whole album, and I can't remember another single note of it. It's I been know. so long. Yeah, so could you tell that he was going to be like, you know, the next big thing or, you know, did, did he? Uh, well, yeah, he made, he made a point of, of uh, saying, you know, mentioning that, that his, uh, his first album had, had reached number one. Because, you like, know, uh-huh. by that same token, uh, I had a friend in 87, or I guess it would have been summer of 88, cause, and this is after Guns N' Roses' first album came out. And that album took a little while to, like, really blow up. For, like, the first year it was out, it just kind of sat around. And yeah. what happened is... Uh, they were opening for Aerosmith on their national tour, and they played Stevens. And my buddy, he said, yeah, it was crazy because you could tell that Guns N' Roses was going to be huge, and they wiped the floor with Aerosmith. Like, And Aerosmith uh-huh. was perfectly good, that tour, but Guns N' Roses was just like, nah, here's how you do it. And I, I did see Guns N' Roses, too. I had a, a, a friend uh, who, who with two little boys, and he won somehow four tickets to a show, and... Who was the um, like suicide blonde or something like In that? In excess? Uh, no, no, no. It was uh, that was the name of the band, and uh, there was another band that uh, 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 flashed up uh, uh, topless pictures and stuff like that. It was a it was a pretty rowdy show. Anyway, my my <laughs> my friend's wife called and said, Larry. 
would would you go to this show with with with, with Alex and the boys? I said I'm not really interested, and she said no. Will you please go so I don't have to? Ah. <laughs> and I went with the deal, and and the deal was uh, okay. Dad, you take sex, and I'll take drugs, and we'll we'll split, we'll split up the <laughs> split up the splain into the boys. <laughs> I think he had more work than I did. Yeah, that's good rock and roll <laughs> delegation. <laughs> the first concert I ever went to, where I was like an adult going to a show that I wanted to be going—well, not an adult, but going to a show I wanted to be going to—was a show that you were at. Um, yeah. I went to go see the Black Crows in um, February '93, yeah. so I was 12 years old, like four months away from being 13. And my buddy in seventh grade, Black Rose was his favorite band. We saw they were coming to Des Moines. And his mom and my mom got together. And were like, okay, let's let's get them to the show. <laughs> this is a, and it was funny because like you know, and I'm 12 years old. I don't know anything about drugs and sex and rock and roll, but we're sitting there at at uh, yeah. what, the Civic Center in Des Moines watching the Black Crows. And like three rows ahead of us, we see just puffs of smoke start coming up. And Ryan and I are sitting going, what's going on down there? That smells funny. And, uh, <laughs> and his mom's like. They're smoking weed. See how they're all huddled together? And I, both him and I look at each other and we're like, that is so cool. <laughs> right away, we're just like, that's awesome. And Mom, then, Mom, how would you know what they're doing? Yeah, there's that. But yeah, yeah. like during their, during their set, somebody was playing a solo and you watched a whole bunch of the guys go behind the stage and you could see some smoke coming from behind. And they all came out and played the rest of their set. It was like, all right on, right on, guys. I get it. I get it. All right, we're here with Jennifer and Anthony. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I am doing wonderful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you, you, Jennifer, you said you had some pretty strong attachments to hair metal. I do. Um, growing up, it was my first love, hair metal okay. bands. Who, 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 is your, who is the band that hooked you? Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Appetite for Destruction came out, and yeah. when it came out, I immediately had to go get it. And I lived in a very rural area, didn't really have much. I think we had a Kmart, and so I had my mom take me R- over. Rural where? I, Southwest Iowa. Southwest Iowa, okay. So I had my mom take me to Kmart under like you know a false pretense because <laughs> you know Guns N' Roses when that album came out it was very yeah, controversial contra- very yes. controversial yeah. oh man the cover alone oh right 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 and I'm trying to think so what do you know do you happen to remember what year it came out 87 okay wow. so I would fall of 87 been, I would have been 12 okay alright so I go over I go and I buy it and I popped it into my cassette player, and I never looked back. Yeah. It, it, oh. And Welcome still, to the jungle. I my can favorite. still. Yeah, pretty classic. Hey, that's album. great stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's unfuckwithable. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it. I could remember the feeling I had. I don't know if it was because there was bad words in it. I don't know if it was. That was right, at least yeah. part of it to somebody of our age yeah. group. Yeah, yeah it was. I got to think of swearing, and they they haven't taken it yeah. away from me yet. Right. Yeah, and it had I mean, the sleazy feel to it that was yes. sort of like, oh my gosh, can they do this? Oh, now, it's so naughty. In my case, it helped that my parents liked rock and roll, so they were like, I mean, this isn't my bag, but whatever. You just listen to whatever you want. They never. Yeah. My parents didn't put any like limits on me, but they also didn't really know exactly what I was listening to. We'll put it that way. Well, Guns and Roses for me, I was born and raised in New York, and I'm black, 
and my friends did not listen to that. I but bet not. I, yeah, yeah, that just wasn't what they listened to. But when I heard "Welcome to the Jungle," I was like, yeah. I can feel that. Yeah, oh, it was bad. That, I can see yeah. that. Yes, I'm in the middle yeah. of the concrete jungle, and I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah, and the beat to that. Oh my goodness! Is... This, this, oh, and Axel with his with his guitar. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the, and the funny thing about that whole record, if you listen to all of Appetite, the drummer, he's playing drums like he's in a disco band. If you listen to that yeah. stuff, he plays really, really dancey beats for this yeah. dirty rock album. And it's really weird. Oh, Like yes. uh, the song Mr. Brownstone, that whole song is disco beat. It totally is. If you go back, I mean, it's a little bit slower than your typical disco beat, but if you listen to like, the mechanics of it, he's playing a disco beat. <laughs> That's interesting. It's yeah, really, really weird. That is really yeah. interesting. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, when I first heard somebody say that, I'm like, that's, no, you're full of shit. No, you're not. And I listen to that album, I'm like, God damn, he's right. Sometimes <laughs> so you go back and dance. listen with a different ear. Now, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest, like my, one of my very favorite songs off of that is um, Rocket Queen. Yeah. Oh, once yeah. again, that's <laughs> Right? I. Yeah. We'll listen to Rocket Queen every day if I could. You know, it's just this like that it's song, song gets me. Yeah. So. Oh, one of the yeah. best little bits of trivia regarding that whole album is about that song. Uh, yes, I know, yeah, and I thing. do not fail to mention it to my children. Good. Every single time I listen. <laughs> hey, did you know this? You probably don't know it. No, no okay, what? In the song Rocket Queen, when it goes into the solo, you hear this lady like moaning very sensually. Well, it turns out what happened is that was the girlfriend of the drummer. And during Axel, and Axel screwed her on the mic. No! That's yes. what he really was doing. Yeah, they actually did it in the booth, and they and recorded, they recorded it. it. recorded it. Yep. That's deep. You're going to have yeah. to write right? Yeah. They really knew. Yeah, no, I, yeah not, they, that is just like the most yeah. debauched thing you can think of. Yeah, not, not a great move for interband relationships. Oh, but yeah. well, that's the weird thing is that, is that after it all, Stephen was just like, "Whatever, dude, it made a cool song. Don't care. It's all good." Such a good song. He just didn't even care. Yeah. Didn't even care. Yeah. But yeah, from songs, man. From front to back, that was my favorite. Yeah. So you started with Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. I moved into. I loved Slaughter. I loved Rat. Yeah. Poison. Okay, poison. There was yeah. the offshoot of Guns N' Roses, L.A. Roses. L.A. Guns. LA, LA Guns. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. They well, the, the, the name Guns N' Roses comes from before, because Tracy Guns, the guitar player from L.A. Guns, him and Axl Rose made a band together in Rose and Guns, so they were Guns N' Roses. I know. It's just that then that. LA, Tracy left before, before it exploded. Uh-uh. But that was okay. I mean, they had like one good song. Mm, yeah, we haven't um, talked about LA Guns yet, and I kind of want to. But yeah, we, we, yeah, we need to talk about. To LA be honest, Guns. I don't even remember what their song was that I. Ballad liked. of Jane was the one you liked. I'm gonna okay. guess it could have been. It was a ballad, right? Yeah. There must have been. Okay. Well, because then there was also a there was a rock. Never enough was fairly rocking, moderately popular, but yeah, it's been long enough now. I don't really remember. <laughs> I used to have a two rule, two two song rule. Okay, the band had to have at least two songs that I liked before I would buy their. Mm-hmm. By their cassette. Yeah. I probably should have yeah. adopted something like that because I yeah. was one of those kids who was just like, I would go to the music store with my money and be like, well, now see, the thing is, I want that album, but I know all the songs on it. And this thing over here, I've never seen this before. So I want to go get this because I don't know anything about this. <laughs> and that's what I always did. I'd go to the store and be like, I have no idea what that is. I'm buying it. <laughs> so, so did you get to see Guns N' Roses? I have not. Okay. It was very, yeah. That is one thing I would actually have enjoyed doing. They never really toured around the area. 
when they were okay. out touring, so I did not. I think the closest they came was Minnesota, but, you know. They were in Ames in 88. I watched a video of it. Yeah. My, they were opening for Aerosmith, my, and my buddy went yeah. to that show and said they just wiped the floor with them. Yeah. Because they were young and hungry, and Aerosmith was fresh out of rehab, so, I mean... Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yes. who, who did you get to see? So I have seen ACDC, I've seen Motley Crue, and who else have I seen? I'm trying to think. I don't remember. Oh, into the mic. <laughs> I know. I literally, I can't remember who else I've seen. I wish I, I still yeah. haven't seen ACDC in that one. Bugs yeah, me. how was ACDC? I've never seen them either. ACDC, it was the... Um, Nah, 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 nah. What was that? Thunderstruck. It was the Thunderstruck. Yeah, the Razor's Edge tour. Oh. It was that one. So that it was. So that's where they started with. Mm-hmm. It was okay. I enjoyed seeing them. Um, like my favorite album from them is Highway to Hell, Back in Black. You know, like good choice. That was. Those were my favorites. Those are classics. Yeah. Thunderstruck was a little yeah, but I still yeah. went to see them. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed Motley Crue a lot. Yeah. Motley Crue was very very fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, when did you see them, or, or what were the circumstances? So, Motley Crue was Dr. Feelgood. Okay. Oh, I see some of okay. the cool Tommy on his little drum ride. Tommy on his drums, crowd. yes. Yeah, yeah. Where, yes. where did you see them at? I saw them actually up here at, what oh. was it called, Hilton? At Hilton Coliseum? Yes. Okay, yep. okay. Yep. So, my sister-in-law and her sister, we um, came, I bought the tickets, and we came up, because it's, like, where I lived is probably a couple hours away. Um, so, we came up to see them. They were great. They were fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to go to see that tour, and I begged my mom to buy me a ticket. And she's like, "You're nine years old. Pretty much. No, I'm not getting you yeah. a ticket to this show." And what, I was so mad. What, 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 like, what, now that what, I look uh, back, like, no, nah, you were sensible. What, what, what from the show like blew you away about it? Um, Doctor Feelgood. I loved that album. I loved Tommy Lee. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, so I mean, how a, can you not? He was a star. And then yes, for okay. me, for me, Tommy Lee was the star. And then just his drums, his drum thing at that time, that was fabulous. Okay. Um, but yeah, the whole show was good. Oh, you know who I saw? I love corn. Corn. Okay. <laughs> I saw corn with Disturbed. Yeah. And Advanced Sevenfold or whatever it's called. Um, so I saw them when they were in Wells Fargo a mm-hmm. few years ago. Really enjoyed them, but I know they're not, they're not a huge hair band like. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I just happened to think of, um, yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely metal, but like, uh, yeah. leaping forward a little bit from, yeah. But ACDC, they were still good. They played, you know, my favorite songs. But I had to, um, so I don't even remember how I bought the tickets because I was young. I really don't remember. And then we had to, my friend was going with me, and we had to bribe her sister's boyfriend to drive us up to Des Moines for the show. Uh, I've heard stories like that. And it just went down from there. It, 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 it was a, okay, well, we're going to drive halfway, and then we have to meet somebody else who's decided that they'll drive us the rest of the way. Oh, I can just remember boy. sitting in the back seat thinking, please just let us get there. Just let us get there. And then we did not have seats with them they were somewhere else so my friend and i were there and we were sitting next to some guys you know we we're impressionable we we're like oh yeah acdc well they slipped something in our drink oh it went a little black after that but i enjoyed it i i mean i didn't enjoy that aspect but i enjoyed right yeah, yeah being drugged is not a fun experience you know 
Um, yeah, without consent. You know. Yes. But it was it was it was part of experience. Yeah. You know, um, I enjoy Def Leppard. Okay. You know, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Um, they're a great live band. I never did get to see them live. Oh, okay. I've so, had chances and I missed them because I just yeah. uh, I was stupid. It was on me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You've seen a lot. I, I have you seen really a lot. Like, and yeah. I do. Hair metal, right? That's what did, it's called. Did you see the yeah, picture yeah, of yeah, me yeah. when I was that age? Yes. Yes, you have. Like, yes, so I have. I had the hair. My So my hair inspiration was Duff McKagan. Okay, I can from, exactly yes. put what you're going for. Okay. <laughs> that was. I had his picture. It was right next to my mirror. And uh-huh. it took me an hour to do my hair. And... Oh, so yeah, so it took me like an hour to spray my hair and tease it up, and yes, I was very, I was very hair metal. Awesome. I heard you guys earlier talking about like Pink Floyd. Yeah. Not really my thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm kind of all over the map. Like my, yeah. back, in two, back in 2017, my mom looked at me when I was crazy, when I was like, Neil Diamond's coming to Des Moines. I want to go see Neil Diamond. She's like, you want to what? Really? You want to I'm like, yes, because he's wonderful. Yeah. He's amazing. And so I went and saw it. Great show. Amazing. But at the same yeah. time, I also went and saw Carcass, one of my favorite British grindcore extreme metal bands at Woolies. Yeah. It was one of the most amazing things. I went and saw Motorhead in Minneapolis. It was incredible. Yeah, our, uh, our musical tastes are all over the map. The last so. gig, the last <laughs> concert that you and I went to together was Gladys Knight at, at the Hoyt Sherman. Right, and yeah. that was just me sitting on the edge of tears for 90 minutes going, this is so perfect. Yeah. This is so perfect. <laughs> and like, so yeah. I, we we I like know. a lot of music. So, yeah. It's, it's not just hair metal, but like, you know, yeah, for the podcast, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, because part of our thing is, you know, so many so many types of music ends up getting like a proper critical appraisal, you know. Right. Even, like, I mean, you know, punk was hated originally, and then they finally went back and were like, okay, let's talk about this now. It's, it's a yeah. valid thing. Uh, metal, like one of the hardest it ones got- to get people into. People have finally like started giving it props. It's been like, validated, yeah. Yeah. Or, or like you know the golden era of rap from like seventy eight to ninety two. Mm-hmm. It's like actually gets decent appraisal. Like yeah, yeah, and kiss. so, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. things. So yeah, a lot of these yeah. a lot of these bands deserve better than they got their first time around. So and we should be, we should be a little bit more like. Have you seen Kiss? Oh, I've seen Kiss. Yeah, I even remember their movie. Tell us about seeing Kiss. Oh, I never never went to and see Kiss. them live. Never okay. had that okay. adventure, but. I do know the first time I, um, I can't remember none of their songs now, but the first time I saw Kiss, I thought they were the most magical, amazing people I've ever seen. With yeah. all the paint and the lightning oh, yeah. and everything, it was the most exciting moment of my existence at that time. I remember Kiss, yeah, and they, I remember the movies they made. They, they came made out of the park. Yeah, they yeah, they, out of the park. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I loved that as a kid. I absolutely loved yeah. that movie. Yeah. And oh, I actually so think cool. about it sometimes. And um, remember, I remember me watching it um, in my house, and my parents looking at me like, "Really? <laughs> okay. We love you, son." And that was all he would say to me. <laughs> but I does he need therapy? Right, right, pretty much. And my parents are a lot older, so um, they really like. Yeah. <sighs> we don't know what's going on with these kids of today. <laughs> yeah, 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 Kiss was one of the first bands that I ever loved. Uh, I, I was like in fourth grade when uh, when I discovered Kiss, uh, and, and to me they were like, I mean, they were they were comic book 
characters. Yes, you know, they were yes. superheroes because you know they they were otherworldly because they had like you know makeup on and they had like you know they were shooting out flames. He's stick out his tongue stuff. all the time. Yeah, yeah, the demon, the star child, the space ace, the yeah, yeah. like wow, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they had a mythology that like you know as a, as a fourth grader was very appealing. It's like you know I'm you know I'm reading about like the Avengers and all this stuff and I'm like you know and I'm you know, I'm looking at Kiss going like you know holy crap these guys are amazing. You know? Every moment of them, yes. And yeah. and I just have to always mention this. I love Metallica. I don't know if that's a hairband. <laughs> I don't a hair know. Band, but most people here love Metallica. Okay. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and they're, I know relevant to what we're talking okay, about. Okay, very yeah. good. Because yeah. I remember Sandman. Yeah. And I remember the first time I heard that and saw the video with with the old man down in the yep. in yeah. the well, and yeah. I was like, <gasps> welcome. I was like, yes, this is the best song ever. And then I learned in the last five years of my life that I actually love all of Metallica. Because one day I was with a ex-girlfriend who is a rocker. She loves rock. And she threw on some Metallica. And I got up and I started dancing. And she just looked at me and was like, no one dances to Metallica. I said, this is Metallica? They're the best! Look what's happening right now. Right, I dance to Metallica, and people don't believe me, but throw on Metallica and I will dance. I love it that you're dancing to Metallica. That might be my favorite fact. I love that. That makes me very happy. So I had to just mention that since I'm not a big hairband guy, but those two, Guns N' Roses and Metallica, changed my world. It made me appreciate rock. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. That's That's what it's all about right there. Yes. Yeah. Hail, middle 